name is Rob, and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. Think about when you were in your 20s. Do you think it's easier or more challenging to be a 20-something these days? It's a far different world from when many of us were in our 20s. Is that a good thing, a bad thing, or neither? Today, we switch things up and chat with some of my favorite 20-somethings about the challenges they face during their current season of life. Career, finance, independence, physical, mental, emotional health, the list goes on and on, along with a key topic that impacts many of them and most of us, relationships. Listen to the honest, insightful, laughter-filled conversations of my wonderful group of 20-somethings and determine for yourself. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. Okay, so the way I thought we could start this off is just to kick things off, I'd have each one of you tell me your name, tell me a little bit about yourself, your age, and then maybe a little bit about a uh, hobby or passion, like a 60-second bio. So, Ben, do you want to start us off? You said the other way. Okay, so my name, my age, uh-huh. and just, hobby just or a, passion? Yeah, right. Yep. Okay. I'm Abby Mather. I'm 24 years old. Um, I would say, oh, my hobbies and passions are kind of like what I do. So, um, definitely have a hobby or passion for helping others. I'm a counseling student, so that takes up a lot of my time. Um, and that kind of filters into my new hobby of coaching with Elise, so kind of shaping cool. young minds. Yeah. So. Awesome. Great. Steven? I'm piggybacking up here, so I'm Steven Alter. I'm 24, and um, one of my passions is teaching as well as coaching. I am a special education teacher as well as a high school tennis coach. Mine's going to sound very similar, but (laughs) my name is Elise Krueger. I am 24 years old. Another hobby and passion of mine is teaching as well and coaching. Um, I'm a fourth grade teacher, and yeah, just being around kids in that environment is is what I love to do. Austin? Yeah, I'm Austin Couture. I am 27 years old. I'll be 28 next Tuesday. Um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> you don't woohoo that. Um, that's too close to 30. It's fine. Um, some of my hobbies and passions, um, I enjoy um, equally the indoors and the outdoors. If I'm outdoors, I'm in a hammock. If I'm indoors, I'm on the couch playing video games normally um, or watching Netflix, Prime, whatever works. Um, I am really passionate about people um, and just loving people. Good. Elise? My name is Erica Harris. Um, I'm 27. I work as a pediatric nurse. Um, so my passion is also helping sick children in need. Um, I enjoy the outdoors, hiking, biking, being out with my dogs. Hammocking is also fun. Um, but if I'm indoors, reading. Big um, reader. Ben? Alright, I'm Ben Strati. I'm 24, I'm an engineer, and one of my hobbies is playing and coaching tennis. So I coach at a few places here in town. Okay, and we're missing Hannah and Kyra, but I think Hannah may show up a little bit later on. So, um, so the first topic that I want to go and jump into, and each of you kind of already alluded to it, was your career. Does your current job align with your expectations? and what you thought your degree would be like once you got out of school. Do you hate it? Do you love it? Somewhere in between? And do you think school prepared you for the real world, what the real world looks like? Abby? See if I can hit all those parts. Um, I would say, absolutely, I felt prepared for um, my career from school, because I had to do a lot of school. I am right now at a Christian Counseling Center, um, so love it, love everything that I'm doing there. Um, what was the other part of the question? Um, love it or hate it, and then in terms, did you feel like school has kind of helped prepare you for the real world? I answered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's okay. it. Okay, Steven? So my career path was um, kind of two parts, so I majored my undergraduate in sport management, um, and then started off in the field, didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Um, I really found a passion for wanting to teach, so I went back to school to get my master's in education. And um, one of the things I noticed just with um, preparing, a lot of it in the teaching world is on the job. And 
my experience as a student teacher, as a substitute, really did help. Um, but the school definitely did lay a good foundation, um, but also to supplement with um, some of the other trainings that, that were put in place. So um, right now I'm thoroughly enjoying my career choice and I look forward to expanding it and continuing it for a long time. My career path was first chosen by wanting to be a counselor. So that's kind of how I got into the education field to begin with. Um, but then I went the route of getting my education degree first and now I'm starting my master's program this year to get that counseling degree. I will say my school, it prepared me, but I had a rough start the past two years with, with being a long-term sub and then going into a year of virtual COVID. So I don't necessarily think right. it prepared me yeah. for all those obstacles, but I don't think any school could have right. prepared me for that. So yeah, a lot of on the spot, on the job learning different every day. But um, yeah, I will say I do love it. It's, it's definitely a journey, but I'm excited to kind of go to where I wanted to starting this year with my master's program. So. Good, awesome. Cool, awesome. Um, well, I'm unemployed, so um, I don't know how much this is going to help you. Um, but I mean, you, you know, um, I've done a lot of different jobs. My um, schooling, I got, I feel like I'm in an interview, which I've been at a couple this last week. Um, but um, so I've got a major in music, uh, actually in worship arts uh, specifically, so classical music, but also music technology. Um, and then a minor in Bible. So, I mean, I've done anything from uh, ministry uh, to working with dogs to food service um, to working in a warehouse. Uh, so, um, I don't really know what I want to do. When, when I was younger, um, I really was passionate about music. I really wanted to do songwriting, lyric um, writing specifically, and maybe that's still out there for me. I'm not really sure. Did school help me? No, absolutely not. Um, I would say no. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the classes and everything that I learned. Um, but unless I found, unless you're going specifically for the field that you went to school for, uh, it doesn't always really help you. Um, so that's just my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. Erica? Um, I work as a pediatric nurse, like I said, and kind of jumping off what uh, Steven said, I feel like school laid the foundation for my career path, but um, didn't prepare me in the sense that a lot of it is on job learning and skills um, enhancements and then critical thinking, just expanding um, upon that. Uh, I have had a rough year with COVID, so right now I I think there's been a lot of changes at my job, so I'm not really liking what I'm doing, but um, I don't know what I want to do next, so yeah. I'm just yeah. stuck in the middle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think engineering school did help me for the real world, but in a kind of roundabout way, because at school you solve a lot of math and science problems, you get into a lot of theories and stuff, but in the real world I don't do any of that. <laughs> the, the problem solving skills definitely translate, but the math problems do not. So. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And um, even though you're early in your careers, um, any advice to the listeners when it comes to career choices or job satisfaction and what sort of degree to pursue in college? Don't be afraid to change your mind. Okay. Um, I started pre med and had this like irrational fear that because I decided I was going to be a doctor, the whole world was going to fall apart when I changed my path, um, which it didn't, and it was fine, and there was so much, I then actually enjoyed what I was doing, and it was easier because I did enjoy what I was doing, so um, I would say test things out, don't like switch every semester because then you'll never get through, um, but definitely don't be afraid to pursue something that you're passionate about and that you actually enjoy doing because that's what's going to make it beneficial yeah, in the long good, run. Good, good. No, I love that. Steven? So definitely I would say someone who did change their career path, um, I would say as well use your resources. Do not be afraid to ask questions. Do not be afraid to, you know, go seek help if needed to, to find what you want to do because, um, you know, you may not have all the answers and you may think you're, oh, well, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I want. And then you get into college or you get into a job and you realize it's not what you expected. Um, so 
definitely use those resources that you have to your advantage and look to look to them to kind of help you and guide you through um, if you're stuck or you're in need of transition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Please. Yeah, kind of going off of that, um, I will say back when I was in high school, I did not think about my future career at all. I was in the high school mindset. I loved my clubs. I loved what I was a part of. And I was like, it'll, it'll all figure itself out. Whereas I wish I would have kind of explored more what is out there back when I was a teenager, because by the time I got to college, I felt rushed to pick something. I felt like everybody knew what they were already doing. And so I just kind of did not explore as much as I wish I would have. I mean, I do love what I chose, but I wish back in high school, I would have took the time to kind of understand what all is out there, so. so that's a good point. As a high schooler, how do you think high schoolers can actually prepare or invest some of their time in actually investigating di different career choices opportunities? I mean, I don't know if you guys remember like always taking those tests where it's like, this is what you would be best at, yeah. which, which yeah. those are great, but I would have loved more like talking to different no. people in different fields and not necessarily just like your basic fields, but like just, just odd jobs. I feel like I never got any experience, hearing experience from other people, yeah. which I wish I would have heard more of. It's like job shadowing type yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, I teach high school, so I'm in that environment day in and day out. Um, and I see a lot of times the kids that do well are not always the ones that get the best grades. Um, they're the ones that are involved in many different parts of the school, whether it's academic clubs, athletics, um, after school activities, or, or being a part of the community. Um, so what I would say is keep your options open and be willing to do something that's outside of your comfort zone. Good. Austin? Absolutely. Um, you know, as someone who hasn't really gotten into a career per se, and probably one of the older ones sitting in the circle, um, other than you, Rob. Um, <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, uh, wow, I almost lost my train of thought. So be prepared for two things. Um, one, resistance. Um, even if you're going into the field that you're going into, you're gonna you're gonna meet resistance somewhere. Um, or in my case, um, trying to find the right position for myself. You're, you're gonna come up against some kind of resistance, um, uh, no matter what it is. And then, um, secondly, adaptability. I think we've all kind of talked about, you know, being willing to change um, what your major is or uh, just be open to other opportunities or other things. Um, you know, find out, maybe you start uh, one job, one career path, and then you decide to change it down the road. It could be two things that are um, absolutely different, but find out what makes you, you in the position that you were in and find out how that translate to some, translates well to something else that you want to do. Be, be willing to adapt to that. Yeah. You're not going to like 100% of have every job that you're going to have, it's it's work. There's going to be parts of it that's not going to be fun. Um, but just be willing to accept that resistance, be willing to adapt as you go along. Yep, good. I like that. Erica? I feel like my high school was really focused on getting people into college, and so we had a lot of opportunities for job shadowing and job opportunities, like uh, just like career mentoring type things. Um, so I kind of picked on my strengths. I enjoy working with people. I really liked the science field, and so that's kind of how I knew I was going to go into the medical field. And I didn't know exactly what that looked like in high school, but um, I knew that I kind of had these strengths and kind of just looking at your strengths as a person and putting that towards a career, I think, is what's helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I always knew I wanted to be an engineer, but what I wish I would have known is that it can take many different forms. Like throughout college, I was in the auto industry, but I worked at a small company and then a large company. One job I was on the floor all day, the other job I was in the office all day. And then after college, I obviously went into the aerospace industry. So even if you don't like where you're at, you can change while still being in your field. Like for you teachers, you can go from elementary to high school and get a different view of the world. Okay. Good. Okay, um, so now we're going to transition from career, we're going to talk about finances. <laughs> money. Does anybody here struggle with having too much money, or do you make so much money in your current position that you don't know what to do with it? Who of you are spenders versus savers? What are you saving for and what are you spending on these days? 
I cannot say that I have too much money. Yeah. That is just, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that's a 20-something problem, um, at least for most of us. Um, I I like to be, say I'm a saver, but in reality, I probably spend more than I should. Um, but I am intentional with where my money goes and um, saving it. I think right now the biggest thing I'm saving for is my transition out of my current living situation. I lived in Dallas for a while and so was on my own for a long time and then with coming back home, I'm back with my parents, which is a transition that oh, we're gonna talk about don't that love. Time, but, <laughs> I, mean, I love my parents, but yeah. um, I crave that independence that I once mm-hmm. had. Yes. So right. that's what I'm saving for right now, uh, okay. mainly. So I would say with finance, um, I'm still at home and it's okay to still be at home. Um, it's a great way to save money and to save um, for the future. And I would say the majority of the things that I spend on for me is just food and you know basic expenses. Um, I'm looking to save up enough money to, right now the goal is uh, student loan. Once a student loan is taken care of, then it's um, finding a place to live. So. Um, I'm using it more in tier systems, so tier one, tier two, tier three, and so on. So um, I'm using that as a measuring point uh, to make sure that I'm staying on track and that I'm not spending it on on stuff that I don't need. Elise? Um, I will say, well, I am saving up to move out of my parents' house. That's that's my goal right now. Um, I will say in my first year of my career, I was definitely a spender because living at my parents house I just was getting all this money that I didn't know what to do with so I was like yay this is fun adulting but um, (laughs) now as I'm in year two and three of this adulting I'm realizing no I need to (laughs) need to not do that so much so I'm working on transitioning to being a spender it's but we're we're getting there. Or sorry, Um so yes, working on being a saver, hoping that that gets better here in yep. the future. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, um I have not lived with my parents since like going to college. Um and so I mean I and I've been living alone for the past year or so, um, which has been really great. Um, I, I really enjoy it. Um, but as far as money goes, I am an avid saver. Um, I'm like terrified to spend money. Um, I don't know why. It's just always how I've been. And I don't know what I'm saving up for. I just know that I don't want to spend it because I'm afraid like I won't have enough. Um, which has actually been really helpful with me not having a job because now it's like okay, I'm okay for for yeah, like a little part. bit. Um, but, um, whenever I was saving, you know, I mean, I, I put stuff away for like vacation and stuff too, um, cause I've also learned the necessity of being able to spend some money on yourself. So maybe you're, maybe you're like me and you don't spend money. Um, it's okay to do that once in a while. It's okay to take care of yourself, uh, but just within reason. Um, I always recommend, you know, having a good budget or a spending plan, um, whatever that looks like for you. Um, there's plenty of free apps and, and stuff like that, but yeah, um, Money's fun, just spend it wisely. Yeah. I'm also an avid saver. I don't like spending money at all. Uh, it's really hard for me. And um, I, right now, am saving up for a house. And so that's my next big purchase, even though the market is crap right now. So <laughs> um, I'm going to keep waiting and keep saving my money. So, um, But yeah, I still live at home um, for health reasons with my parents. and. Um, I don't like the idea of renting, so I'm just gonna skip that kind of phase and go straight to buying a house or buying a condo. So. Ben? Yeah, I uh, I also live at home with my parents. <laughs> and I wasn't gonna admit that. Hey, <laughs> 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 every now and then. It's not a bad setup. They take care of my dog. Well, yeah. you guys are all under 25, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why we're out of the house. Because we're over that 25 mark. You guys are like 24 and stuff. So. But no, nothing against that. Just, a, just yeah. noticing. No judgment. Right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. No, no but uh, I feel like once I graduated college, you know, I, my first goal was pay off the loans. And then as soon as 
I checked that off, then my car died, so then that's the next goal, and yeah, I'm with you, Erica. I don't like the idea of renting, so I'm probably just gonna try to skip that phase, so we'll see what happens. So, Stephen kind of alluded to this earlier, but who suffers from student loan debt? And did you know what you're getting into when you took out a student loan? In hindsight, would you go the student loan route again? Were they a good thing for you or not? I um, was very fortunate to not have to have um, any loans for undergrad. Um, my parents helped me and I had a lot of scholarship that I was able to use. Um, with grad school, that's a different story, um, but I do not have official loans. Mm-hmm. so. Um, I have people that I owe in my life that have been willing to kind of front load me in that sense, um, which has been super beneficial that I don't have to worry about that in the immediate moment. Right. Yeah. That's a blessing. Yeah. Steven? Um, So for me, definitely the career that I chose with teaching, um, you do need to have college credit hours. Um, even to just be an instructional assistant or someone in the building to help out. So, you know, that's one of the main requirements for the field that I wanted to go into. So, um, the best thing I could say is if you're looking to go into college and maybe look for those scholarships. If you don't have the money up front to pay for it, look for those scholarships or look for those opportunities to um, find a school that's going to best fit you. If finance is the way, if finance is the hindrance for you going to college. Okay, good. Community college is always a great option. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Steve has already kind of pivoted into this, so I'll go ahead and uh, (laughs) tag this on. But any advice to the listeners when it comes to finances and striking the proper balance between spending and saving? So, Steve's already said, look for the scholarships. There's so many of them. Um, when it comes to, well, we already know that I'm a, I'm a spender, so <laughs> I'll take the listener's advice if they have any. Um, but when it comes to at least <laughs> my specific field, I, I, again, was fortunate enough to have, I stayed in state. My parents helped with, with my undergrad. Um, I'm starting my master's this year, and luckily, as a teacher, my district pays for a majority of that. So if you're someone who's a teacher, I would suggest making sure you look into those things. Mm-hmm. I know not all fields do that, but I know some fields do. So making sure you're taking advantage of those and seeing what, what your companies have to offer. Cool. Yeah. Um, drawing a slight leg. Um, but when it does come to the schooling and the scholarships and everything, um, what what I had done, I, I graduated in three and a half years instead of four. So I don't have any student loan debt personally. Um, I think there's like $5,000 out there that my uh, my dad's paying for. Um, but that was kind of the deal that I, I made with, with family members um, was uh, you work really hard, you get as many scholarships as you can um, and will help pay your way, but you gotta keep your grades at a certain level and you gotta do this and that. Um, so I, I did a lot of that. Um, if your high school offers um, college classes that you can take while you're in high school, I did that for um, for two years while I was in high school as well too. So a lot of those uh, credits translated to the college I was going to. Um, or like Erica said, go to community college. Um, get your basic classes, you know, your, your math, your science, whatever that is, get that stuff out of the way. Um, your English classes. Also look into club tests, um, which are relatively cheap. I took, I think, like a hundred dollar tests to be done with my English class and get credit for it. Um, And so I just went in for an hour, paid a hundred bucks, did English like I do every day, um, and got credit for the class. Um, And then also, I mean, if you can take extra classes um, while while you're in uh, semester, I mean, do it. No matter what you're doing in college, I mean, unless you're only part-time college student, um, you're gonna have to choose between um, uh, social life, grades, and sleep, and you only get to pick two of those. Um, <laughs> you don't get all three. Um, and for me, I never slept. Um, so, you know, uh, just do the best with your time that you can. And if you can finish up early or find any ways around that to save yourself some money, do it. But it's it's definitely worth it. Um, and if I were to go back to grad school and pay for it myself, I'd, I'd absolutely do it. I'm all about um, higher education, higher learning, um, and I, I would do that. I would even go into debt for it a little bit. That's awesome. Erica? 
Um, I'm also debt free. Um, uh, my parents were gracious enough to pay for my college and my grandparents had set up money for me um, when I was going to school and also my brother so I had some money um, set aside for my education which was really helpful because um, I came out of college debt free um, and was able to start my career. Um, but like always said some medical field also has the hospital also will pay for certain um, advanced degrees so just look into your resources and make sure that um, you can uh, get all the money that you can from different venues. So. Good. Yeah. yeah, I was definitely aware of the student that I was taking on. My parents were able to help with most of college but they still wanted me to pay for some that way. I had a little bit of uh, responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, but I worked all through high school and I even worked in college, you know, with internships and then like on campus jobs. So I was able to uh, keep everything manageable. Good. So Hannah's here. Hannah's joined us. Um, before we go to the next question, Hannah, the first thing we had to do, get everybody kind of kick things off by introducing themselves, um, age, and then like one or two like hobbies or passions. So. Uh, okay, my name is Hannah. I'm 25. Uh, my hobbies. Oh gosh, that's really hard. <laughs> I feel like I like to be outside as much as possible. Um, and so that could be like swimming, planting, hiking, or just like sitting outside and table yeah. with friends. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, just my passion. Yeah. Uh, my passion is working with kids for sure. Yeah. I think that they're just, they bring so much light to the world. And what's your current career? I am a pediatric cardiac sonographer at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Okay. Okay. All right, so the next question we're going to jump into is I call it the, the big picture question. What do you believe are the top one or two issues? that your generation is currently concerned about these days? It can be politics, global warming, abortion, justice versus biblical social justice, cultural Marxism, poverty, crime, inflation, spiritual revival, you pick it. So that's your generation. And then what are you personally most concerned about these days? It could be any of those big ticket items, or it could be things on a much more personal level like your career, your health, relationships, identity, forgiveness, family of origin issues. Okay, so big picture and then small picture. I thought first you were going to say like, what's wrong with their generation? I'm like, we're on our phones too much. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, That's, those are great side <laughs> comments. Um, feel, feel free to share any type of side know. comments like that. Um, All right, I, and the other pair questions, you know what? I don't know what my generation is really concerned about. I don't really know what I'm concerned about. I mean, I, yeah, I think there's part of that there too. Yeah. I think that there's so many big things that have been going on right yeah. now, like it just True. in the past right. five years. Yeah. Um, and all of us are kind of on the cusp of like actually, I don't want to say actually caring, but honestly, like actually caring yeah. about what's going on in the world. Like we're Good. adults Fair. and contributors yeah. and these things are directly impacting us now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like just the biggest things are what are we able to do and not able or not able to do because of COVID and health stuff and restrictions and all of that? Um, politics right now, I think, are huge, and I would say social justice for sure and um, equality and all that um, stuff is a big topic for me. Um, I just got off this big health stretch with me, um, so that's still kind of like the front of my mind of like what I'm concerned about on a daily basis, just living in this world and being immunocompromised and um, having to be a little bit more cautious than I've ever had to live. Yeah. Um, so do you want to share in a little bit more detail what it is that you just came through? Yeah, and so I just finished treatment for Hodgkin's lymphoma, so I finished on July 19th. Um, and, oh my gosh. Gosh. <laughs> um, and I was in complete remission starting in April after my fourth treatment. So I'm really lucky that I had pretty short stint of um, treatment that I responded really well and that, um, yeah, that I'm, I'm on this side of it and I'm healthy and that I'm able to live my life and continue to be worried and cautious about things. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where I am in my 
my journey, but yeah. Anna? Uh, I think that in our generation, I think there's a lot of concern with the social justice, and then on a more, um, what I see in my friends and family, people our age is very like career oriented. Um, people are really trying to like climb the ladder. I feel like people aren't as um, happy just like finding one thing and doing it for a long period of time. Not sure if that's good or bad or a little bit of both. Sure. It probably yeah. is a little bit of both. Um, that's one thing I've noticed. Personally, I think that something that's really prominent, um, not just in our age group, but just during just during this time, it's probably anxiety. I feel like I've heard of that so much more. And I think even before COVID, though COVID has made it a lot worse. I think that that's definitely a big um, problem. Or it's good you mentioned that because we're specifically going to touch on that specific topic when I get into health, emotional health. I'm going to ask yeah. you guys about that. Yeah. So, but it's good to hear you bring that up initially. Steven? Um, in terms of big picture, I think just as I look at the generation, it's very instant gratification or instant reaction. Um, so it's reaction before thinking and processing is, is the big thing I see. Um, that could go across the wide range of spectrums of, of topics. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I would say for, you know, personally right now, um, I'm an in the moment type of person. You know, I don't want to think about the past. I don't want to think too far ahead about the future. I want to do the best job I can now. Um, I think our generation today, just as I'm seeing and teaching high schoolers who are soon to be adults, um, a lot of it is plan, plan, get your career set, get what do you want to do, kind of get that transition plan, and it's really putting some stress on them. And I work with special needs kids, and if it's stressful for some of the kids who are uh, don't have special needs, imagine how it's how it is for some of the kids that do. Um, yeah. Good. Elise. Um, I'll start with mine first because it kind of feeds off of his. Um, I will say that like I was always an in-the-moment type of person and I feel like now that I'm in my mid-twenties I'm starting not to be an in-the-moment type of person in the way that like well A because I need to save enough spend. <laughs> but, but just in the way that like now we're at the age where I'm starting to think about oh my parents are getting older, grandparents are dying, things are happening, babies are being born and just like kind of stressing out about like all of those little things that life has and just how short and precious life is. So that's kind of my big thing. And then going back to the big picture of our generation, I will definitely say the mental health is something that our generation has opened up with a lot, which is incredible that they've been so vulnerable with that and talking and having conversations about that more. And then I'll also say that like comparison is a big one in our generation. It kind of goes climbing the ladder thing of people see that, oh, they're doing this, so I need to do this, or they look like this, so I need to look like this. And I feel like it's just a pile on, and unfortunately, I think the generation below us is probably even worse than ours, so it might just continue, but that's that's the biggest thing I see right now. So do you think social media makes that better or worse? In terms of 100%, 100%, yep. Austin? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that's just a side tangent that I have personally. It's like social media, get off it as much as you can. Um, because I found for myself when I was on a lot of social media, I was more anxious uh, than I already am. Um, I, I know, I, I can't remember, someone brought up anxiety. Um, and yeah, that's definitely a huge issue that I think a lot of people in our age and generation are facing in, in Zealand. Um, but also I think other issues um, like uh, social equality. Uh, and diversity. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that that's being talked about um, and cried out for. Um, and then I think for myself, I, I agree with a lot of what other people are saying too, you know, just mental and emotional health um, for people. Um, and something I'm especially passionate about is um, the spiritual health of the church itself. Um, personally, I, I like and would like to see more people raising awareness within the church about mental illness, um, emotional health, addiction, 
how to accept and love people as they are, um, as Jesus did, and really practicing grace. Um, so that's a big thing that I'm that I'm on that I'm about with. Yeah. Good. Erica. I don't know if I have anything to add. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> we've kind of touched everything that I was thinking about. Sure. Um, personally, I deal with migraines, and so that's the my health is something that is very. I struggle with that, and um, I think a lot of people struggle with mental health, and part of my migraines is my mental health too. Um, it's really brought a um, big struggle with, with that, so um, depression and, and anxiety along with my migraines. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you guys covered most of Kind of going off of what Lisa was saying, but uh, along the mental health aspect, I feel like uh, one thing I've noticed, uh, big picture wise, is a lot of people nowadays don't want to be working the 70, 80 hour work weeks because my parents always talk about, yeah, you just had to pay your dues, work 70, 80 hours a week, and that's just the way it was. Whereas if I know a lot of people who work that and they look for a different job because of social media. They see different opportunities and realize that they don't have to do that. And so they have more options open to them. Okay. And some of you have kind of alluded to this. So in terms of like the, the big picture, either for your generation or for you individually, what do you personally plan to do about it? Either your generation's big picture or your personal big picture. Do you have a plan? Or do you plan to just wait and see? I can jump in on that. We're going to work. Yeah. Um, so something that I personally thought about lately, and I don't know how to get how to get it started, especially as a guy who doesn't have a job right now. Um, but it's, like I said, I'm passionate about um, the church and seeing it uh, just raising awareness within the church about the spiritual health of the church and also mental illness, um, addiction, uh, emotional health, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I guess I've got an idea, if I could paint a picture, um, of uh, taking um, people on the road, whether that's a pastor and maybe it's a group of addicts, and um, bringing them into a church and just talking with people I and mean, saying, hey, you know, these are people that look just like you, but they've got a different story to tell. Um, this is what's actually going on in their lives. This is um, just hear from them uh, because these are the kind of people that Jesus hung out with. Um, and how can we help them? What what does that look like to love them? Um, and just just seeing what happens. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. That looks like raising money for um, like counseling centers um, or inpatient rehabilitation facilities, stuff like that, or just raising awareness in general. I, I don't know. Um, like I said, it's just an idea, but um, I see that as a real need in our damage. Good, love it. Any I'll, other thoughts? I'll say a lot of it, for at least my plan, and a lot of it is, as I see other people too, it's just conversation-based. Like, for my role, I can have these conversations with these teenage girls that I coach. I can have these tough conversations, and I can start making sure that I'm reading books in my classroom with fourth graders about these difficult topics and making sure we're discussing them and letting them have that safe space to talk about these tricky things. Um, so just really making sure we're having these conversations with our youth, as well with, like, ourselves when it comes to like those personal things, making sure I'm um, having a conversation with myself, my family, whatever, whatever those things are. I feel like just a lot of it is having those conversations versus shying away from them. Yeah, yeah being awesome. transparent about what's going on in your life and being true to yourself mm -hmm. and acknowledging your feelings. I feel like a lot of us just pressure our feelings off and don't face them until they get too bad. Yeah. Absolutely. I think too, like for the mental health side of it too, like we've grown so much from previous generations of like actually acknowledging it and talking about it but then you throw in the social media and the comparison aspect and it's like here's this mental health bubble that it's great and we need to break the stigma and whatever but not me yeah. no but my life's perfect and my Instagram feed like will prove that right and so it's like we're acknowledging the problem but almost making it worse at the same time and so um I, I don't know if there's really a way in the big picture to attack that. I think that's like a really, you gotta start from the ground up and start with like the individual minds. Um, and I think honestly, it starts in like elementary schools and um, the interactions and that they have with their parents and their teachers and probably the teachers even more so because most kiddos are with their teachers more than their parents, um, especially during the school year and kind of working from the ground up to like 
yes, we have this mental health topic now that can be talked about and it's okay if you are dealing with something like that and it's actually probably more helpful for your friend to acknowledge that you're going through something tough than to pretend that you're not because they might be going through something too and it might give them the strength that they need to acknowledge acknowledge that as well. Absolutely. Any other thoughts? Okay. Um, so wanted to quote unquote come up for air for a minute and now have a silly question that we can throw out there. Um, tattoos. Yes or no? Why or why not? And if so, what sort of tattoo would you like to get and why? Alright, so I'll kick this one. Because right. <laughs> clearly I'm excited about it. So yes, absolutely tattoos. Um I don't you can edit this out if you don't like it. I always make a plug for ink box. If you're gonna get a tattoo, see it on your skin first before you actually go spend the money and get it on your skin forever. You know you can do that. Yeah, you can. There's wow. so there's like patch there's um inkbox.com. There we go. Maybe you'll get a, a sponsor. Exactly. But I mean it's you know uh, something temporary that's even custom. Maybe you like um, script or some words or something. Maybe you got a fun saying um, that you want. To, uh, and I mean, go and get it temporarily. I had a friend um, who he always said that he would think about a tattoo for nine months before he actually went out and got one. If he still liked it after nine months, go and do it. Um, and he loved every tattoo that he had. Um, yeah. Didn't uh, didn't have one that he didn't like. So I'm I'm all for them. I might think they're awesome. I know I don't have one yet, um, but I've got at least two or three ideas. And yes, I've got an ink box for them all. Uh-huh. So wow, well, I did not realize that. So I'm gonna go the complete opposite direction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why not? Part of it is I don't like needles. Okay. Fair. And I don't want something on my body that um, that's gonna last forever. I already have skin issues, so I don't want to deter have anything like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Abby. You know, I go back and forth. I think personal choice, right? Whatever. Um, personally, I'm extremely indecisive, and so I know that the second I do something, <laughs> like even if I like it for nine months. Um, I probably won't like it in five years, like, you know, the Hello Kitty room that I really needed when I was in third grade, but I needed it when I was in fourth grade. Um, so, yeah, I just, probably. No, no. fair enough. Hannah? I don't mind it on other people. I'd probably never get one, though. I think I'm just, I'm too chicken. I'm too scared. I'm gonna regret it. I don't know. If you were to get one, what would it be? Hmm. Well, it would have to be something really, really meaningful for me to get one. Um, I always, um, I like the ones, I guess I wouldn't get those because it doesn't really relate to me personally. Well, maybe it does, but I give a lot, I have a lot of parents who have me do EKGs on their kids who have heart conditions, and then they get the EKG tattooed on their body, and it's really cute. So, I like those. I think something meaningful like that is what I would get. Cool. Elise? Yeah, kind of going off of Hannah, I would say I was so, I'm just always the mindset if it's something meaningful enough, then yeah, why not? But personally, I don't think I would get it just just to get it, but that doesn't mean that I don't like it on other people. I think, I mean, if they're into it, go for it. But um, yeah, I haven't had something meaningful enough for myself to get it, but maybe one day. What about a sleeve? Would you get a sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> Probably be a bit much for your first day. <laughs> <meal. laughs> no, probably not. I'll just uh, not for your first day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, um, I I'm indecisive also, but I just tattoos look fine on other people. I just don't really have any desire to have one. Yeah. Fair enough, Ben. Yeah, I'm in that same boat. I don't, really, <laughs> I don't care if other people have them, they look fine, but they're not for me. So. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, what so about you, Rob? What about me? I do not have um, a tattoo. It's kind of like midlife crisis. They look fun from the outside looking in, but I feel like I've been so busy with life that I don't have time for either a tattoo or a midlife crisis. But, <laughs> other people go through it, it, it certainly, and it's and the running group that I run with, Big Bird Running Group, there's a, it's the most diverse group of people that I run with. And so there's a whole smattering of different personalities. 
and definitely you'll find people there with little bitty small tattoos mm -hmm. and like the sleeve that I was mentioning, guy and girls in your sleeve. So, yeah. and on some people I think it looks cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, all right, so let's transition now into health, namely physical health. What's the challenge of making time to physically take care of yourself these days? And what are your favorite exercises of choice? Are you athletic by nature or by necessity? <laughs> Abby? Um, I think the challenge is kind of what we were talking about earlier of like your 20s are almost like you pay your dues and so you work really hard. And so like you either got to get up at the crack of dawn or you're doing it late at night. And like, it's just not always the best time. Um, I would say I started out athletic. Just naturally, just with like my, like I danced my whole life. And then now that I'm no longer dancing every day, kind of out of necessity, um, I love walking. Like that's like a good mental and physical health, like yeah. converging there. Um, so I really enjoy that. And then I, I really do like, like a really intense workout. One that like I hate doing in the moment, but like totally rewarding after. Yep. Good. Anna? Uh, for me, I feel like it's a necessity, like I have to, otherwise, I mean you have to have some way to get the stress out, you feel so much better afterwards, um, that doesn't mean I enjoy hopping out of bed in the morning to do it, but I just know that it's something I have to do, otherwise I'm not going to feel very good. So do you work out in the morning, afternoon, evening? On the weekends, I work out as soon as I wake up in the morning, and then during the week, I work out at work. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hard. <laughs> What's your preferred um, method of exercise? Do you like a CrossFit type exercise? Um, walking, running, weightlifting? I do like a mixture of running and weightlifting. Okay. I find little videos yeah. on YouTube yeah. and Instagram. Good. Steven? Hello. <laughs> One of the things, one of the things I think of for me that helps. I'm sports oriented, so um, playing sports and being active when it comes to whether it's so if it's softball or for me it's tennis. I mean, it's part of my life. Um, every every year as a tennis coach, you know, I still want to be in enough shape to play in with the kids and to be able to sustain the rallies or to be able to to go in and put maybe play a match with some of our our players and um, I think it's important you know whether it's a sport or whether it's physical activity just um, one of my degrees is PE so um, one of the things uh, is just to find something that suits you um, that you like to do um, and it could come in a variety of forms so you know don't limit yourself to oh I'm just a sports you know athlete or no I'm a fitness guru, you know, try a combination of both and then see which combination you like the best. Good. Elise? Yeah, so like Abby, I grew up dancing and so it was just kind of in my routine that I had this this um, this workout every single day basically. Um, and my whole family was is athletic, so it's kind of just been in, in my routine. But ever since like college and now as an adult, it's definitely hard to make the time for it. I'm someone who loves my sleep, so as much as I wish I could wake up and work out before work and I know it'll be better for me, it's tricky when that alarm goes off and you can snooze so easily. So that's a battle I'm dealing with right now is my goal is to start working out before school this year. Um, I really like everything. I mean, I love hard hit workouts. I love walking. I don't love running, but um, I love yoga. I love, I love a lot of it, but it's just, getting it going is what's hard for me, yeah. but. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I was definitely a lot more active probably in college, um, but yeah, like same, same as everyone else is saying, it's it's hard to find time for it. Time, because when you're at the gym, I mean, you at least have to be there 20, 30 minutes, right? Just to, just to actually make it worth it. And then if you're wanting to do anything more than that, you know, you're gonna be there an hour, hour and a half. So cut that into your day when you're already working eight to ten or twelve hours and driving and feeding yourself, shower and taking care of everything else that you got to do. It's hard to make time for it, um, but it is definitely a, a necessity. Um, I I think I think it's got to come into your life, whatever that looks like. Maybe it is just walking. Um, for myself, I really enjoyed lifting um, whenever I was was doing it. 
wouldn't know that by looking at me, but <laughs> it would, you know, do do what you can do, um, and do do what you enjoy as well too. Um, uh, maybe it's something a little more active. I when I was in college, I did taekwondo for four years, and that helped keep me in shape, and it was fun. I got to put on pads and hit yep. someone else and get hit. So yeah. and break <laughs> stuff. And so it's it's a lot of fun. So maybe maybe you don't like running. Maybe you don't like uh, working with weights. Okay, go um, join a frisbee golf or an ultimate frisbee team or something like that. Or, you know, just find something that's fun for you. Go to a rock climbing gym, you know. Whatever, whatever that looks like for you, get active. Good. Erica? Well, some days I consider my job my workout <laughs> because yeah. I'm lifting kids or just walking a lot, just moving a lot. Um, but the days that I'm not at work, um, I usually try and walk my dogs um, or go hiking somewhere. Um, but it is something that I have to set intentionally that I have to do. Um, I also grew up dancing, um, which is funny that we didn't dance together, wow. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do miss that and sometimes think about going back and joining uh, classes and stuff, it's just hard with my schedule to be off every single Wednesday or every single Tuesday. So. So it sounds like if we had a talent contest, we could have a serious dance off. <laughs> we got the talent here, so can any of you guys sing? I don't know if I balls around. Yeah, we can do tennis. Austin, you can play the music. Wait, if he plays the music, then Rob can do the karaoke. That's right, I can do the karaoke. That's right. We've been talking about it for ages. What's Hannah's role? She can check her heartbeats. I don't know if she's here. Oh, the cheerleader. Yeah, I would say I'm just athletic by nature. In college, I was lucky enough to play two sports. So between doing that and studying, I was always doing something throughout the day. And now that I'm working, and that's a lot less hectic uh, compared to school. I s get off work and I just do stuff nonstop. So I'm never not moving. Yeah. Um, so as, an, <laughs> as another component of physical health, nutrition, um, what does nutrition look like to you? Does it look like whole foods or does it look like Taco Bell? Mm -hmm. Abby? Kind of an all or nothing girl. Okay. So um, I would say definitely like try to eat whole foods, like especially during the week. I'm not a huge fast food person. I do love okay. my Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. um, but Do we have any vegans bad. in the group? Any vegans or vegetarians? Okay. I love steak. But I would, yeah, I would say definitely like if I don't eat a vegetable, like I don't feel good. Ah, so um, I definitely would say I'm on the healthier side. I try really hard. I I like eating healthy, but like if my favorite food comes around, like I'm not gonna say no. Like if there's ice cream in the freezer, like I'm gonna have it. If they're ordering pizza at work. I'm gonna have it, but you know, if I'm point. making my own lunch or you know, making my own dinner, I typically make something relatively healthy. Good. So while we're sharing, it's share your favorite food. So are those yours, ice cream and pizza? Um, mostly just ice cream. Mostly just okay, fair enough. <laughs> and yours is steak, I take it. Oh no, actually, my favorite is Kraft mac and cheese. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, mm -hmm. Kraft, good Not stuff. Yeah. Not healthy, but it, the squeezed cheese Kraft, not yeah. the powder. Yeah. Yeah. With up. a little ranch seasoning packet on top. Wow. Yeah. Is that with it? No, you guys buy that separate. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a it's, chef. It's an extra 40 cents. I'm really splurging. about spending. Okay. <laughs> I budgeted it. No, I would say I could do better on my health or healthier eating at this point, um, especially trying to meal prep. I want to try that a little bit. You know, as I go into a new school year, um, I'm looking to maybe have more of my meals planned out instead of, you know, I have a bad habit of getting into work mode and missing meals, and then I overcompensate. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, I need to have a breakfast, a snack, and then lunch, maybe another snack, and then dinner, make them a little shorter, smaller meals, instead of folding out until, you know, potentially, um, I get too hungry to where I have to, so. Gotcha. At least? I have always been a very picky eater. Okay. So, <laughs> I am not the healthiest. I've never been the healthiest, but I'm working on it. 
Um, I will say in college, I was really good at meal prepping. Um, unfortunately now with the living at home lifestyle, if my mom makes a pasta and I come home and it's really good, then I'll eat it and then um, he has some ice cream after. And <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I, I try, but I'm similar to Hannah. If, if something's in front of me, I have a bad habit of saying no and I just don't love all the, the sure. things that are good for you, you know? So How do you about strawberries, at least? Not a strawberry guy. <laughs> if it's in a smoothie, I'll eat it. Yeah. So what is your favorite or go-to food, your comfort food? Um, well, my favorite food, and I don't have this every day, that would be concerning, is cheese curds. If I go to a restaurant and they have cheese curds, you know I'm ordering it. Um, Culver's. Culver's. Buffalo yes. Wild Wings. Also good. DQ has Okay, been. you're making me hungry now. Um, my, my, like, daily favorite is, like, smoothies, which is the healthier yes. side, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, as the guy who ate a cinnamon roll for dinner, <laughs> I I don't eat super healthy. I'm trying to do better, like with choosing what I what I put into my body. Um, so like I switched to zero calorie, zero sugar um, sodas because I can't give up Dr Pepper, but they came out with Dr Pepper Zero, so plugging that as well. Um, but also, I mean, you know, I've I've gotten more into like smoothies and stuff, um, and maybe they're not like kale smoothies, but they're peanut butter and banana um, with almond. Um, but yeah, like kind of like Lisa, I'm also I'm also kind of a picky eater um, when it comes to it. But when I'm meal prepping, when I'm planning it out, um, I do a lot better. I could meal prep salads for a week for work um, if if I wanted to, um, or I could grab the bag of chicken tenders and throw it in my air fryer for dinner. You know, um, it really just kind of depends on what I'm in the mood for um, and if I'm how healthy I'm feeling that day. Like I said, cinnamon roll for dinner. Um, my favorite food um, has got to be seafood. Um, I love lobster to my detriment because it's so expensive. Uh, but also like scallops, mussels, um, a good like pasta linguine alfredo is just to die for. Um, so, um, I say everything in moderation, so I really like my desserts, um, <laughs> but I also yes. eat pretty healthy. Um, I try and at least get my fruits and vegetables in. And Yes, desserts is number one for me. Probably chocolate chip cookies would be my favorite. Mm, good. <laughs> I would say I'm conscious of what I eat, but not crazy about it. During the week, <laughs> I'm usually pretty good. You know, I don't have that many desserts. Sometimes they'll sneak in there, but <laughs> on weekends when I'm out and about and all over the place, it's too easy to just go to McDonald's or go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Yeah. I'm never going to turn okay. food down, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know my limits, but they're always close to each other, too. Yes. We did that on purpose. The battle of the chicken. So I want to go backwards now um, and talk about the topic of independence. Sense of independence. How important is that to you? And what does it look like in your 20s? And what are the pros and cons of living on your own? It's the, the majority of you here live on your own. Um, talk about nope, it. Other way around. Oh, right. oh, excuse me. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I live What's that movie, Failure to Launch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that might be, that might be yeah. all of us in six yeah. years. So. <laughs> Two of us live alone, everyone else lives with their parents. No, I live with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I, live, I live alone. Austin and I are the only ones who live alone. Wow. Okay. <laughs> But I'm curious how that ties into one, you have like, you want to be financially responsible and yet there's this desire to be independent. Tell me about the tension between the two. How do you work? How do you name you guys out? My parents are firm believers of like what they like to call skin in the game. Yeah. So okay. yeah. like, like I have to have some like, just get in the game. Like yeah. responsibility. Like, um, like for my grad school. Like I'm paying for it because then they think I'll like I'll appreciate it more because I put that in there. You know things like what do you that. Think, do you think you will appreciate it? More? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is not just something I'm doing to do. It's like if I have to contribute to it, I'll probably place more value on it. I think there's some, some, you know, they're mm -hmm. kind of smart. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so like with living it home like I've always had a lot of independence because I've been um, encouraged to do so just even like when I was in high school like my parents did not do a lot for me except for like give me a place to live in like a car and I didn't have to worry about 
like money per se, um, but I did always like I had my money, and if I ran out, then I was kind of okay. What are you gonna do to like yeah. yep. fill up your gas tank type thing? Um, so I don't think that me living at home has hindered my independence in any way. Um, but I do, I do think like going from living on my own to back being at home, I definitely see that there's a difference in it. Um, just in like, um, I'm probably less motivated to do things when I'm at home. Like, um, you know, I don't necessarily have to do laundry once a week because if my mom notices that I haven't done my laundry, she's probably gonna throw it in with hers. Or I don't have to make a time to like go to the grocery store where like I totally did when I was on Great. my own. Yeah, so good observations, yeah. I don't I would say I'm a little bit more lazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will agree with that. Yeah. It's yeah. a luxury. It's a luxury. It must be nice. <laughs> it is nice. I don't know. I think that maybe I'm just saying this because I haven't moved out yet, but I feel like I'm pretty independent. I I just like my parents and I like being able to save money on rent. Um, but I still feel like I'm, I have some skin in the game. You know, mm -hmm. I bought and bought my own car and I'm, you know, full, I feel like I'm fully financially independent. Um, I don't know. It's, this kind of tough. I think I just like living at home a little bit. Nothing wrong. It's hard no to judgment. leave a dog. Yeah. Right. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. By the end of this, Austin's gonna be like asking who he can move in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. be Instead of the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen, how about you? So I would say that um, even though I do still live at home, you know, if push came to shove, I could live on my own. I did live on my own um, for um, about couple months. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but I had a health scare, so I moved back home, um, which ended up being the best thing for me. And, um, but was I able to sustain living on my own? Absolutely. Having a job, making sure that payments were due, making sure that I was um, able to keep a house full of food, making sure that, you know, utilities were taken care of and, and all that. So, um, Definitely, it's one of those that if I could, I could, but thankful enough my parents are, you know, willing to keep me and house me um, as long as they said they, they would be happy to. Yep. Awesome. Elise? Um, so I am now going into what will be my third school year of living at home. So two full years since high school, first, not since high school, since college <laughs> graduation. So I will definitely say like those first two years, I absolutely appreciated it. and. It was needed for that time. I think now that I'm going into my third year, I'm kind of more like really needing that sense of independency yeah. that I feel like I have had that laziness a little bit the past two years. I mean, I do always do my laundry and I do always have those little things that I'm in charge of, of course, as an adult. But um, I mean, my parents are sweethearts and anytime I, if something's on my mind, they're talking to me if something's if I need help with something, they're there for me. So I appreciate that, but I also like, okay, I, I feel like now I need that, my own house, I need to buy my own groceries, and I'm feeling like that needs to happen soon. Yeah, so don't, I rush it. I, don't rush it. I yeah. know, but I don't know. I definitely appreciate my time with my parents. Yeah. Absolutely, but. Awesome. I love my independence. Um, so you guys probably had um, the same experience growing up where all the lights were on in the house and your dad came home yelling, why are all the lights on? I paid for the electricity. And I never understood that until I lived alone. And now I keep all the lights off as much as I possibly can. Um, because yeah, living alone, living alone is great. You have your space. Um, you don't have to worry about um, if other people are looking at it. You know, you can't let your laundry go for a week or two if, if needed. But you do have to do it. Um, you, you're the one, you're the only one that you've got to take care of at, at that point. And it comes with some pros and cons, right? I mean, you've got all your bills, your electricity, your internet, all these other things, uh, renters insurance, whatever it is. Um, but it's also, you know, your own space, um, which I, I really enjoy. I think it's healthy as long as you also make sure that you're getting outside, being active like we talked about, and also letting other people into your life, having other people over into that space 
um, if that's safe and acceptable for you, or making sure that you get out of that space sometimes too. So I think a good, um, healthy independence is is appropriate. Good. Erica? So I went away to college, and then my junior year of college, I came home to go to community college and then on to nursing school. So I've lived at home for that period of time and up till now. Um, and I'm still living at home due to my migraine situation. Um, it's just, I have the independence when I'm feeling good and things are going well, but my independence slips and um, I don't take care of myself as well when I do have a migraine. So it's nice kind of having the backup of my parents to do the laundry, to do the um, cooking and cleaning and things, but I help out where I can when I can. Um, and it was really helpful to be, my brother, my older brother lived at home during COVID too, so like that family connection that we got to share during the COVID experience, everyone had their own COVID experience, but ours was kind of, um, it was pretty awesome to be together as a family yeah, that's good during to that time, yeah. since we couldn't really see other people. Yeah. Yeah. Ben? I would say I'm fairly independent, kind of like Abby, my parents want me to be a contributing member to the household. Mm -hmm. So I have to mow the grass, shovel the driveway. If something breaks, I'm the one that has to fix it. So, <laughs> they don't uh, ask me to fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do all my own laundry. I'm financially on my own, so mm -hmm. it's like I'm fairly independent even though I am living at their house. So. Um, so Steven suggested the idea doing like a two-part search, which I think is a great idea. That way we get Kyra next time. We're going to be able to spec well for everyone's time, so why don't we end our first take now. And to everybody out in Pondville, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. To a very special friend of mine, I love you dearly. To all my listeners, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Real Friends. Yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs>